This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. What a privilege, what a great opportunity to be called by the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, let's go a little further from where we stopped last week. So, uh, we spoke about faithfulness, right? If you were not around last week, get the message. We said so many things by the grace of God. So, I want to, want to continue today. So, let's read Genesis chapter 8. And I'm going to start from verse 21. Genesis 8. So there are two scriptures that I want to lay the foundation on today that we might also continue uh, if the Lord permits next week. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21. That Bible says, And the Lord smelled a sweet savour, and the Lord said in his heart, I will not again cause the ground any more for man's sake, for the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Mm. Neither will I smite any more everything living as I have done. As if this happened after the flood destroyed the whole earth. And Noah and his family were saved. So as if God was in court regretting what he did. He looked at dead bodies, looked at the whole earth, and he said, I know I won't do this again. Um, I got angry and I did this. <laughs> so I won't do this again. And then he said, so Noah offered a sacrifice to God. There is something about God and sacrifice. But that is not what we are talking about today. But there is something. He didn't say this before the sacrifice. Noah offered sacrifice and the Bible said God smelt it. Mm. The thing did something to him. He said, you know what? Because of what you have just done now, I'm making a promise. I will not do this again. So no matter the rain, the earth will never be flooded again. There might be floods in some pocket of places, but the old world will never be flooded again. Aren't you glad for that? Hallelujah. In a time of now, imagine 40 days of rain. And then right before your eyes, it got to your handkerchief. <laughs> and some guys were smart. They were Nigerians. They went to climb the highest mountain. <laughs> When they saw the water after about six days, well, like, wow. But then the water came to meet them there. The Bible said the highest mountain was covered about 15 cubits high, or 150 cubits. So even the Mount Everest would have been covered. Because what happened in the Bible was not only rain, there was tsunami. Because for the Bible said the fountains of the deeps were broken up. And then there was rain. So it was coming from top and coming from under. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When I was very young, I used to imagine and pray that that should happen again. For some reason, I wanted to see the joy of all of us inside water. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, uh, verse 22. You know, as a child, you could think a lot of, a lot of funny, funny thoughts, you know. <laughs> verse 22 is where I'm going. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you following me? Now, this is a very important Bible passage. The Bible says, why the earth remains. What is the next thing? 
What's the next thing? And the next thing? And what's the last one? Hallelujah. God said, why the earth remains? <laughs> Seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. When you read the Bible, there are words in the Bible that are words of men. In fact, there are words in the Bible that are words of Satan. Satan who spoke in the Bible. He said some things in the Bible. There are words in the Bible that are words of angels. But there are words in the Bible that came directly from the lips of the Creator Himself. And this is one of such. He looked at the sacrifice of Noah. He smelt it and he said, why the earth remains? I want to call your attention to something. God, this is God speaking. Why the if all said, I'm not going to destroy the heart again. And because God doesn't go back on his words up to now, the heart has not been destroyed. You know, and what I said, quite funny. It's still funny to me also that as a young boy, I wanted to imagine tsunami. <laughs> but, amen. So God said so, and he has kept his word. Then he added something. He said, why the heart remains? Now, we don't know what, what will happen when we get to heaven. But as long as we are on this side, he said something about seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. We are having all these things every day. I'm reading this just to say one thing. Now, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 3. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? We're going to start from verse 1. It's a scripture that many of us know very well. Ecclesiastes 3 1. The Bible says, To everything. What is the next word there? And what's the next thing? What is the meaning of everything? The Bible says, To everything there is a season. Why? Because of Genesis 8 22. Why the earth remain? Seed time. So there are seasons. Now, this first service. What I want to get to everybody is this. You know, Job said that in Job 14, 14, if a man dies, will he live again? He said, all the days of my appointed time have I waited till my change comes. There are things you can do something about. There are things you can do nothing about until Jehovah's time comes. In Psalm 105, verse 19, the Bible says that Joseph was sent to prison until his word came. Until his word came. So I want to explain, uh, and then I'll go to something higher, second service. But I just want to explain something about the workings of God. We started about faithfulness last week that we need to understand. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So the first thing that every one of us here should get, and let this stay with you, is that God has said and God is committed to the fact that there will always be seasons. Now, seasons are both physical and spiritual implications. In the, pre in the physical world, there is morning and night. There is cold and heat. There is seed time and harvest. In spiritual world or in the uh, not looking at it from the physical perspective. Also, in your life, there will be seasons to sow and seasons to reap. There are 
moments that you describe in a man's life as dark moments. And there are moments that you call daylight moments. And you know what? Everybody will pass through. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So, I am saying that the way God has created man, your life will always be full of seasons. And that is what Ecclesiastes chapter 8 verse 5. Let's read something from there. Are you, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Everybody say seasons. Say it again. To everything, there is a season. Are you getting me? To everything, there are moments in your life when it will look as if nothing is happening and nothing is working. There are moments in your life that everything will look abundant, things are really working, and all these moments don't exactly have much to do with you. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Because God has vowed that why the earth remains. And I just want to call your attention to something. Ecclesiastes chapter 8. Whosoever keepeth the commandment shall feel no evil. The second part where I'm going. A wise man's heart, the son's worth. One of the gifts, that was what gave to the children of Isaacah, that God will bless that we have in Christ by being in Christ is ability to understand times and judgments. Because there are seasons. And if you do not know, now I'm going to expatiate more on what I'm about to say this second service. Not even twin sisters like Sarah and Rebecca, we all pray the same time. Are you following me? Now, this is what I want everybody to get. This is very heavy, what I'm about to say now. But I'm, see, I'm trying to see how I can build a case for it. You can be working under a man who is in his harvest season. Why are you working under the man? You are in your sowing season. If you do not understand, you are going to make a big mistake. He might have labored elsewhere. He has entered into his harvest. So that is why, as your boss, he can now sell cash, and you are angry that it's not increasing your salary. I'm not advocating for people not increasing people's salary. But you see, you are going to be frustrated if you don't understand the season that is operating your life or the season you are in right now. And you stand a chance of copying people. What is the cause of many bitterness and out of people? They compare themselves. But seasons are not the same. You can live under the same room with somebody and operate different seasons. If you don't... So, Jacob's time in Laban's house, those 21 years, there were days of sowing. But Laban was in his harvest. Are you following me? All I'm going to talk about in second service is what you call... The Bible said the race is not to the swift. The battle is not to the strong. Time and chance. What is called time and chance is that when God wants to give you opportunity, you always need somebody who is in his harvest season who will stretch a hand and help you. That, I started with faithfulness last day because what will, not, what will help you not to miss the opportunity when it comes? The sincere truth is this. Your assignment is to be faithful where you are. God's assignment is to enable opportunities to come to you at the right time. So, you cannot manipulate circumstances to lift you up. For instance, if Joseph wanted to do it by himself, he would have to go and meet Pharaoh, convince him to sack two guys and send them to jail. Then he would have to force those two guys to have dreams. <laughs> then he would interpret the dreams, 
And then we have to force Pharaoh to release them back to the palace. So that then we have to force Pharaoh to drink. But you can't fabricate all that. That's why the Bible says, see, in Mark, Mark chapter 4, if start from verse 26, talking about the seed, that the kingdom of God is like a seed, which a man plants into the ground, he knoweth not how. What many people bother their heads about, instead of them to stay faithful, they are trying to walk and tamper with how it will happen. You cannot. The Bible says, as you do not know how babies grow in the womb of a woman, how bones grow, so you do not know the work of God. You cannot. The way the circumstances will line up, you have nothing to do with it. You can't control it. What you can control is your own faithfulness in your sowing time. Many times, night seasons are preparing for day season. What many people are afraid when they are in the night, just like normally. There are many of you here, you can't even stay in a dark place alone. How many of you are like that? They will not confess that. Once they take light, you dash out. <laughs> if there is no light anywhere, you will start remembering all the other films you have seen. And all the sins you have committed. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't see any reason why you should be afraid of staying in the dark. Because if Satan wants to attack you, your electric bulb won't stop him either. <laughs> so you think when you put on the light, it must run away. They are not afraid of your lights. It's the light of Christ in you that checks them out. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. When I was a young boy, after watching the I used to be afraid of being in the dark. So one day I decided that enough of this thing. There was a time, and I'm not supposed to be saying this, it will look like, some of you start looking at me like, you've, you've not done more terrible things. When I, when I was very, very young, in the middle of the night, I took a bottle and urinated inside. Because I was afraid of going to the toilets. Because there was no light. So I sat on the bed there and I was pressed. I was thinking. Something told me that a spirit will catch me. I know our, my father's house there, we living somewhere then. The room I was was not a suit. So you had to go out to go and eat yourself. I know we, OGTV used to do all of them 10 to 12 in the night. Nobody would sit down there and watch. Then you go back to around 3 o'clock. You know, the, so. <laughs> When I did it the first time and it worked, so I started keeping a bottle. <laughs> Just being afraid of going. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> are, you, are you with me? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Mm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But I want to be sure that you are getting the thoughts I'm sowing to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I get what I'm saying. Now, just like it, as it is in the physical world that people are afraid in the night, that is the reason also why people put it in their, hand, in their hands into wrong stuff. When people are the nice season of your life, when everything is quiet, there is a tendency of getting tempted to think that something bad will happen and it will remain like that forever. This is how Christians get tempted to do wrong stuff. Anytime a Christian like somebody having financial problems, it looks like a nice and nothing much is happening. But the night is always preparing you for the day. It's a time to rest. There must be moments in your life when activities must be reduced to the barest minimum. That is when it looks like things are not happening. You are supposed to rest to a greater energy for the new level you are about to break into. If you don't understand the workings of God, that there is a time you wake up and walk around, there is a time you come back home and lie down on your bed and you are motionless for a while. If you can understand the physical world, you begin to have a bit of understanding of the realm of the spirit that it is not every time that things are happening and that things are not happening according to you does not mean anything is wrong with you. 
Can I hear me? Are you, are you, are you getting what I'm saying? Because people must understand this. Hallelujah. So there are seasons. And like I started saying, also, so what is demanded? What a man needs? Jacob was at that moment and he was faithful to Laban. And the harvest time came. And that is what many believers talk about. So, David, oh, my, my prayer for people, honestly, is always that the day God shows up, may he not be absent in your place of duty. Because the supervisor will come. But may he find, find you where you ought to be. Are you following me? I remember very well. Was it Donnie McCorkey or so? Which gospel singer came to a particular church here in Lagos and took the entire choir abroad? And I think God there will permit this also. All of them abroad. But that day, the best singer was just upset and said he wasn't going. You know that the same is happening with the World Cup right now. A Croatian player who thinks he's a superstar. The first match, Croatia has never entered semi before, they've never entered final before in their life. The first match, he was brought in as a substitute and he was angry with the coach that he should have started the manual as a substitute. So he started making trouble and the coach told him to go home. And he went home. I'm sure the guy is weeping now, seeing their president arguing other players. They are now in the final for the first time in the history of that country and he's and one of their best players. That's a very good example of how God can show up and people can disqualify themselves. You remember that the day Saul was having a bad time with the evil spirit upon him, and in his palace he took a javelin and he was prophesying under the spell of the devil. And he said, they told him, you need a musician. And he said, get me one. Somebody just said, I have seen the son of Jesse. A man skillful at playing. Can I ask you a question? This is very deep. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. The guy, he told Saul, he said, I've seen David. He said, there's a guy called David. You need a singer? There's a guy called David. He said, he's very skillful at playing. Have you ever asked yourself a question? Who was David playing for when the guy saw him? The sheep. Remember I said last week, if you cannot interpret the dreams of prisoners, you will never have to stand before Pharaoh. Are you with me? When God, is sent, when God is about sending you to interpret dreams for Pharaoh, he will start you up with prisoners around you. Are you following what I'm saying? Yes, Praise the Lord. Amen. David sat before those sheep and he did not mind that he was standing before the sheep. He played with everything in him. I'm sure David did not know that guy. The guy must just be seen. Many of the things we call coincidence. The guy was just passing. And he heard the young man playing. And David was playing as if he was playing at the biggest concert in the world. And the guy listened to him for a while. Maybe for a year after, just like the guy that spoke about Joseph to, uh, to Pharaoh, he did that after two years. The guy didn't remember at all. Many times, when we show up at a program and we put up our best, hoping that we'll be called again, that is not our best time. Many times it doesn't work like that. There are ordinary days. Ordinary days give back to extraordinary days. Are you following me? Yes, this is serious. My uncle says, you know, my sister is my uncle. It's my mother's immediate younger brother. He was a, med no, as a medical doctor just doing his own thing, no good there. And some political parties came to have a meeting and he helped them with something and invited them to come for me. Ordinary days give back to extraordinary days. 
All those extraordinary days, they don't really bat anything. Most times, how would you notice when they say, maybe one out of 50 will become a celebrity. When they say celebrity, drama, keep them in the house, the best possible be given opportunity, it doesn't really work most times. Have you noticed? When they say come and sing, and then there are panelists working, maybe one out of 50 will ever get. The real singers who are making will never pass through all those things. The, it's, once the set, stage is set, it's for deception. It doesn't work. Everybody now prepares that day their best. But what works is to be at your best every day. Then somebody you can, you never, because it is God that works out all these things. Are, are you with me? So David was playing, and the guy heard him. Maybe the guy did not, as at the time he heard David, maybe the king was here to say, we're looking for anybody. The guy just heard him and stored it in his heart. That old boy, I listened to one guy to the fantastic song. So maybe about one year, six months after, that was when the king now said that I need the guy. He said, ah, I remember. I remember. And he said one guy, I, 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 I want to say some things about So I'm going to end here. See, this is the shocking part. This is why the Bible says that let us do good unto all men, especially to the household, those of the household of faith. And the Bible says that we shall reap our reward if we faint not. You know what the Bible says that as you are doing good to all men, some will repay you with evil that you will almost faint. It is at that point when you have opportunity of fainting and you refuse to faint that the breakthrough will come. Because in most cases, what takes you down, the help that you render that will backfire will be the same help that you render that will give you breakthrough. What led Joseph to prison? It all started with the fact that he dreamt and told his brother. All his predicament was around dream, dream, dream. He told the brother that he dreamt, they got angry, they sold him to slavery, and then like that, like that. Normally, if David were to be Joseph were to be like many people, when the prisoners mention dream again, oh boy. Any, anything dream, anything dream. Have you heard people say that I have made up my mind? Though, nobody lives with me again. I will help you. The last guy made you to faint. The next guy is to harvest. The way God has made it, so that you can treat all men very well. There is no origin in this thing. You will never know which one will work. When Solomon, the wisest man, saw it, he said, in the morning sow your seed. In the evening, don't withdraw your hand. He said, because you don't know which one. It is not all seeds I will bring out a board there is deceit. And you won't know that seed. You won't know. You won't know. You won't know that prayer missing. You won't know that service where your rema comes. You will not know. Because God expects us at all times to be consistent and to be diligent. So you do not know. Can I hear amen? Yeah. All of us, see, sincerely speaking, all of us are this part of us that can be a little service. If God should tell you, only treat that person well. And that person will think you are nice. If, you, if there is a way you will know that this boy living in your house, that is just a gate man, somehow, if he's well treated, he's going to become whatever, governor. If, you, if there is a way a teacher gets to know, that this student, out of these 40 guys in the class, this one, that is why deliberately, those who become the richest are never the most brilliant in class. Teachers reckon with some good students. But a good teacher will love both the bad and the good. You correct the bad boy, you love them, because you do not know what can happen to anybody tomorrow. Hallelujah. And I've told you before, what I think it was uh, this Reverend Abuja that told us, even in first class architecture in the ABU, 
And he said that there was his classmate that got this contract and all other classmates were going to meet the guy. He was now the one giving it. Years after, the president just called him and gave him something. And he said that he went, he is a very successful pastor. So he went to see the guy and he told the guy, I'm not here to receive contract from you. I'm just here to say I'm sorry. That when I was the best student in the class, I can't remember if I even greeting you. The guy will sit at the bar there, just every managing with you know, carryover and everything, but he managed to pull through. Some people, all their trials will be in school. Once they step out, life opens. Why not? Some people will never have a problem in school. Anything, they, even if they sleep, they write exam, they will pass. But exam in school is different from exam in life. It is better to fail in school and not fail in life. Now, it is best to pass in school and pass in life. But if one has to choose between it, <laughs> are, you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. Amen. See, these are realities. Hallelujah. Joseph was supposed to say, dream, don't even mention it around me again. The last one I had is why I'm here. I used to be in my father's house until, see, my life was fine until I had a dream. And I started talking about dreams. So, dream, don't even mention it. And how many times have I seen believers do this? There are even women who said, you've been cheated by a guy and you shut your heart against all other guys. You have forgotten. Many times, the next one coming is the real one. But you visit all the iniquities of the past ones on this present one. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. You try to help somebody and the person say, I, I don't, nah, I, I'm keeping to say, I'm not even, I'm not, when it comes to helping people, I'm not, I'm not there, all these people, I, I'm not going to do that again. You can bring in a staff and it might steal your money. But the next time might be the one that takes the business to another level. This is why the heart of Christianity is forgiveness. So we don't hold on to the fact that somebody, the one who has done that, God is not expecting us to be stupid. If somebody has told you, that one can go, but don't shut your heart to what that say because this one has done this. Are you following me? Hallelujah. Is somebody with me? See, I'll read one more passage. I just want to tell you this, that this is why I'm teaching this. We are in Christ and we have the advantage. Actually, Part of the spirit teaching everybody is allowing me to teach you these things. Because a Christian is never in the dark. By being in Christ, we have light. So we understand times and season. Hallelujah. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. I want to show you something from there. And I, I, I will stop. Is someone blessed this morning? You might need to help me get this message. So many Christians are discouraged. And the most common thing that I've seen is that when somehow you need to allow the Holy Spirit to show you what season you are in. That is when you can be full of joy and you are not afraid. It looks like I've stayed on this salary for 120000 You are full of joy and you are not complaining. Hallelujah. Because you can see beyond what others are seeing. Amen. So, the Bible says, but of times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to. This is Paul talking. He said concerning, when we say times and seasons. Now, verse 2. For yourself know perfectly the day of the Lord cometh as a thief in the night. The idea of a thief in the night that God comes when you least expect it. 
Now, when you say the coming of the Lord, there are two comings of the Lord. Number one is the rapture that we all do. Number two, God is coming every day. You understand? So it tells you that stay in that place in Lagos. Maybe somewhere in Ogba and you are just there. After a while, the Lord comes to check what you've been doing with your time there. How faithful. Go back to what I prayed last Sunday and listen. All over the body of Christ, the most omitted law of prosperity is the law of faithfulness. When we talk about other laws from seed sowing to fasting and prayer, I see faithfulness is more important. It changes your life in one day. That's why I started that way last week. So if you are not around, even if you are around, get the message and listen again. Especially second service. But both services is important. Since the messages are free, get one and listen. Put it in your car and play. Are you with me? The Lord comes as a thief in the next verse. <laughs> when they say peace, peace, I'm going to go to verse 4. Um, this is where I'm going. But ye brethren are not in darkness that the day shall overtake you as a thief. Oh, say amen. amen. This is great consolation. I rejoice when I read scriptures like this. The Bible says God will come like a thief. That's why Paul listen. But Paul is saying that a Christian is in light. So it shouldn't catch you unaware. Say amen. Yeah. That means the Spirit of God will prepare you. Part of the preparation is for your, your, your being here this morning. God is preparing so that when He comes, you will not miss Him. So I say under heaven, none of us will miss God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not in the dark. Say it with boldness. I am not in the dark. That is why I'm being taught the Word of God this morning. So that I will recognize the way God works. And in Jesus' name, I will recognize it. Shout a living amen. amen. Hallelujah. Is someone blessed this morning? <laughs> Maybe next week, if need be, I will get to tell the house. How many times when the final manifestation will happen, it will happen through a challenge, a chaotic situation, one of the two. A shift that's like a change. But I want to stop here for this first service. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Towing Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.